Hello everybody, welcome back to the Missing Peace podcast, a place where we discuss making peace with our minds, bodies and souls. Hello, my name is Becca and I aim to introduce the podcast in this way every time and then I don't because I'm like, hmm, that's not really that important, I'll just dive straight in. But then actually you might join and have no idea what this is about or who I am. Ooh, croaky throat. Just cleared that there. Don't think you wanted to hear that. So... Yeah, apologies for anyone who's joined before and just thought, well, who are you and what are you talking about? Um, to be honest, uh, I don't know who I am or really what I'm talking about a lot of the time anyway, so just fake it till you make it, eh? But today I want to talk about something, we'll talk about the body's part really, which is related to so much, this whole making peace with our, our entirety, I guess. And it's really because I've heard so much negative talk about like people's bodies the way that they are so negative about their own bodies we're coming into summer it's been a really really nice week here in the UK um in the north I think for the whole of the UK but yeah so on top of that as well it's you know holiday season and so this warmer weather or wherever people are jetting off to we are in positions where we're feeling that pressure because our bodies are, we're exposing more of our skin. And I purposely didn't want to say that our bodies are on show because you are never on show for somebody else. Your body is not just to be watched, admired, or even cause disgust in people because, you know, we do feel that sometimes as well, don't we? But our bodies are not out there on display for the world. They're not on show. And the Lexi twins who wrote a book called More Than a Body, which is a really great book. I totally recommend it. And they do loads of research on body image, essentially, which is really interesting. So do check them out on all socials. But um, one of their phrases is, and I'm probably going to butcher it, but it is your body is an instrument, not an ornament. Your body is an instrument, not an ornament. And this is the thing. Our bodies are the reason that we are here on this earth you know if we didn't have a body however spiritual or not you are if we didn't have a body we wouldn't be here experiencing it in the human form we wouldn't be able to experience any of life without a body yet we go through so much of our lives trying to change our bodies you know not happy with them for the way they look or they're never perfect enough or you know we don't get we don't fit that body ideal body image and we turn on ourselves firstly this has been something that we have been conditioned to believe that we have to strive for a particular type of body strive for you know no wrinkles for example um strive for the shape strive for the skin tone of your body you know for ages i just hated having such pale skin really hated it you know because uh, a tan skin is apparently more attractive, isn't it? So yeah, you go to somewhere else in the world, <laughs> if you go into places in Asia, you know, people are bleaching their skin to have more pale skin. So already it just shows there that really body image is is very subjective and it's subjective to the industries of the well, the diet industry, the beauty industry. It is whatever is wanting to be sold at that time. And we can go so deep into into all of that and history behind that. But essentially that is that's been the main driver. And the way that they work is because they need to separate you from yourself and your body. And 
they have to be the person who gives you the thing that's going to fix you, that's going to make you feel better, whether that's the the makeup, the tanning product, the um, the clothing, the protein shake, the diet, you know, the diet food, whatever. And so, so essentially we've been separated from ourselves and then we beat ourselves up because we can't seem to achieve all these ideals. And actually, because our bodies aren't all meant to look exactly the same and our bodies are meant to fluctuate throughout our lives. They do. Of course they do. I mean, we literally were, God, how tiny were we? How tiny were we before, um, you know, we were born and then going on and going forward. And yes, we grow and we accept the natural growth, but we don't accept natural aging. We don't accept natural fluctuations. And I want to talk about that really. I want to talk about the different seasons and cycles that we go through in our lives um, and what that may be you know, how we can use that and how we can use that with kindness, but also what that might be saying about what's going on in our life at that moment. But really, this is all about us being able to connect to our bodies and trust the flow of our bodies, you know, and having that interaction with that communication with them. I will link below an episode, which I think I called maybe like 10 steps or 10 ways to achieve body respect it's all the way from probably the first like five episodes of season one when it was all really focused on helping people heal that relationship with food fitness and themselves um and so i will share some ideas here on how we can basically build some body respect and how we can build some body acceptance essentially and to hopefully just stop thinking about our bodies so much and just start living start living our lives So yeah, if that resonates, do listen on. So as you know, I talk a lot about the idea that we are a cyclical being, we're a seasonal being, and I talk about how that can be related to nature, but it's also related to our inner cycles as well. And so I just think that that is, it's difficult, that it's difficult to accept in this world because this world is is kind of like a constant striving forwards, a constant maintaining the same pace to constant uh, pace uh, um, uh, doing you know constantly doing we're living in a world which is so 24 7 now so that really does have an impact on our mental state as well this constant we should be just constantly steady and the same and you know our body should be like that as well and that there is um you know an ideal way that our body would look as well um so the thing is, that's not how it works, you know, particularly maybe if you're female, you have a menstrual cycle, you may have children. We all age, our skin is going to change as we age. And that is beautiful because that is a sign that we have achieved the years that we've achieved and we've had all the experiences that we've had. So, yeah, I just, yeah, it's just, mm. it just breaks my heart when I hear so many people talking about how they want to change their bodies and, and make them look different, particularly when, well, I guess when they feel like they're on show, but like I said, we're never on show. We're never on show for something else. Our body isn't here for anybody else. It is for us to experience this life. If we didn't have a body, we wouldn't have any memories. We wouldn't be here. So one of the first seasons that I want to talk about really is emotional seasons. And what I'm talking about here is I'll give an example. So my body has changed, um, changed a lot in life, but um, particularly over the last three months, it's changed a little bit. And 
I know that this is a, a representation of my body is speaking to me about what I'm going through emotionally at the moment. And so it's about three months ago that a load of things changed in my life. I went from firstly being part-time for quite a while. Um, so I was part-time in order to set up a business that I, I didn't do in the end. But so I had a lot more time then. So I, I, I'm, I'm always somebody who likes movement and likes to be, uh, yeah, just moving. I get a lot of enjoyment from that. I'm particularly doing so outdoors. But I had a lot more time to to do that and nourish that aspect. Um, and then I very quickly went from a part-time job, um, giving up the idea of a business. So already there is a kind of mental challenge. Going into full-time work. Oh, apologies. I've got my little sip in my tea. Not apologies for sipping my tea, but apologies for not mentioning that early and breaking up my flow. But yeah, so I've gone from that to um, going through the end of a relationship, which has then meant suddenly moving back into my mum's, having more of a commute to my full-time job, which was a new thing. And so there's a heck of a lot that I was going through emotionally, but literally just the physical changes in what I was doing in my life. And all of that has had an impact on my body. So of course, there's the stress of it, the emotion of it. Um, my body is craving more slowness. It's craving movement still, but more slow movement in terms of I'm really enjoying walking and a lot of walking and I'm really enjoying movements such as Pilates, bar and yoga, which is very body connective actually as well. Very nourishing in that sense. Definitely something that um, I think is a, a bit of a uh, something that does happen when people start to come back to their bodies. We do end up looking into more of these kind of body movements, these ways in which we can start to feel at home and present in our bodies. Not that you have to do this. That might not be for you. But yeah. Oh, and a lot of dancing. Again, a very like it's an emotional type of movement. It's a connection to your body, that isn't it? So, so yeah, I've been craving a lot of that. And then of course my time schedule has changed with the commute and the full-time work. And so what I'm choosing for my movement is more slow, more mindful, more gentle than it was, you know, three months ago. And so my body has changed to represent that. And also I have eaten more emotionally. There's more emotional eating that I've I've done, which has been a way that I guess I've self-soothed. Um, and it's something I'm very aware of, but I can lean into with so much more kindness now because, you know, as you probably were, if you've listened for a while, I was stuck in that binge restrict cycle for a very long period of time, about seven years of my life. Um, but you know, sometimes I still, even though I'm through that, I still sometimes eat to soothe my emotions. It's something that we and our bodies have have learned to do. You know, if you think back to being a child and having even just as simple as the sweetness of your mother's milk, there's already a reinforcer for food and to soothe you. Um, and then you can look at how as we were growing older, maybe a treat for us was something sweet. A treat was the chocolate. It was going to the sweet shop. It was dessert. They were all, for, you know, being called treats, you know. So we've already had a lot of that conditioning in us. Um, and that's something to really bear in mind as you go forward, because sometimes we just think it's all about the willpower to not eat those foods. But actually, we, you know, chemically in our body, that is something that we're craving. And um, it's really about listening to and, and leaning into those those cravings, whether they're habits, what the cravings are saying about ourselves. So, yeah, um, emotionally, and I'm, I'm very aware of where I'm at. And so I'm treating myself with kindness, but my body is a reflection of, of where I'm at. And that um that 
that is something to bear in mind as you go through your life. What is your body, you know, if you can lean into what your body is telling you or perhaps maybe how it's changed, what is that an indication of going on in your life at the moment? Um, and I just want to point out as well, though, a lot of time we think like, oh, because our body isn't going towards what we see as the the perfect way or the, the perfect image doesn't mean that you are kind of like going wrong in your life. So, for example, I was probably if you wanted to think about body ideals and low body weight, that was me maybe like four or five years ago. But I was excessively exercising. I had a really unhealthy relationship with food. Yet on the surface, I maybe looked more like the ideal body and, and, you know, this epitome of health. But actually, I wasn't physically or mentally in that healthy place. And that's the thing about the, you know, being fooled into going to that body. When I say fooled, because you're not a fool, (laughs) but you're being tricked into by the diet industry, by the beauty industry uh, to look a certain way uh, because it's going to give you something it's going to give you like a feeling that you want it's going to give you happiness it's going to make you more attractive to a partner to attract love it's all these things and I can say from my experience that every time I thought I reached what I thought would be the next stage you know like the weight goal the um, muscle building goal the whatever goal I always found something else because it never actually brought more than a fleeting moment of that happiness because that is something that is cultivated within. But yeah, so one of the big cycles is is this. It's it's the emotional cycles. So tune in and listen. What are your what is your body telling you? Um, and you know, our bodies can be difficult sometimes to lean into because the feelings can be uncomfortable. You know, I I get quite a lot of anxiety, so I I know that that doesn't feel nice to lean into, but it's important to listen to what our bodies are telling us and they're really only just trying to keep us safe, you know? So, let's let's focus on that and not cultivating that connection there. And now we've also got the seasons um the seasons that I mentioned a little bit earlier that I touched upon, uh particularly maybe if your uh female identifies female woman or or even not you know but you've got a menstrual cycle and maybe you've had a child these are all gonna have big effects on your body you know obviously we can think about children it's going to change the shape of your skin perhaps it's going to um maybe bring some stretch marks you know and as well just in general having a child who whether you're the father or the mother or whatever that's going to, having a child is going to affect your body shape most likely because you are changing what you're doing to, you know, to work with your child, particularly in those first couple of months or year, you're going to be taking more time to nurture your child and be with them and they're young and they're little. And so, you know, that often is a lot more slowness and stillness. And so our bodies may change there. You know, it we're going through a beautiful process and that is a cycle that you would be going in and it's beautiful, isn't it? Um, so that's a big one. Our menstrual cycles, that's going to change, you know, what our weight is throughout the month. We're going to feel more bloated certain times. We're going to, you know, going through periods where we just like periods of the period where there are times when you just need to rest, when you just need to slow down. Me in the second half of my cycle after ovulation, that's when I always lean into that slower movement. I just, it makes me feel kind of Oh, I just so resent doing anything intense in that time. Whereas uh, in the kind of weak build up to ovulation, that's when I crave more intense exercise. I want my heart to be pumping. I want to be breathing, you know, heavily. 
I want to be lifting heavy weights, you know, that's it. And, and so, you know, that obviously has um, an effect on a, very, a smaller cycle in our life, you know, however long yours is just, let's just say, um, you know, three weeks to a month or whatever. Um, so you're going to have that cyclical change within your body through the month. You know, I, I always get bloated um, and so my trousers and, you know, clothes feel a little bit more uncomfortable. Um, so, so yeah, that's not, you know, and I know previously I'd be like, oh my gosh, I've, I've put on weight now or whatever, but that's just you flowing through your cycle. Um, and that's beautiful, isn't it? For what it brings, for what it, or what it can bring, I guess. But it's, uh, even if it's not for the, you know, actually the, the child sense of it, what is your menstrual cycle trying to indicate to you emotionally? Like I said, is it trying to say, look, you need to rest. Well, you need to rest now or this is a time in which we can speed up or we can do more because we're going towards ovulation and we want to be outside more and socialize and whatever and there are other times when we need to turn inward because we are cyclical beings <laughs> um and i also wanted to mention about nature like actually um i wanted to talk about how we flow with the seasons which we talked about before on an episode with my friend Kelly and we talk about um, flowing with the different seasons of life um, and how we can feel different in them. So let's just take one example. So winter, a lot of us do slow down in winter, we're inside more, we're kind of, you know, like we're actually in hibernation mode, look how in nature, it's still, it's slow, animals are storing energy for the winter, they're not moving as much, they're saving, like I said, saving their energy and even though we see that as us being lazy or just not wanting to move much because it's cold or whatever, um, sometimes we can get to a negative place about that. But actually, it's again a lovely season of rest, a season of going inwards. It's a season of shadow. It can feel like quite a difficult time. But, you know, is that something that we should be leaning into and be aware of and be present of? I think so. So that's going to potentially have an effect on your body. And how you feel in your body and the movement that you'll want to do in that time. So you might change over winter and then come spring and summer, maybe as your energy builds or you want to get outside more, you change the activities that you do. And again, that has a change in your body. And maybe, you know, the sun's a natural um, appetite suppressant and we may be just craving more light foods over over summer. So that's going to have a, an effect on your body, too. And that's okay because you're listening to your body there as well and, and what it's asking for in terms of um, food and movement. Really, this is all about becoming friends with our body, isn't it? It's befriending our bodies um, and eventually integrating them to being just us. <laughs> that is just me <laughs> or you, the body. But at the same time, not identifying with the uh, the idea that our bodies are our worth. <laughs> it's an interesting balance, isn't it? But yeah, so just being aware of how you might, uh, your body might fluctuate. If you look back in your life, how has it changed throughout the seasons? Um, and just what is that telling you about yourself? You know, like if our bodies are kind of perhaps sometimes representing how we feel that physically and mentally, it's really about cultivating that awareness. It's body awareness, essentially. So, so yeah, what, do the what do the seasons represent for you in your body um i appreciate that this might take like a whole year of a cycle to get to but really this is all about just kind of perhaps planting a seed for you to explore and embrace 
how our bodies change. And remember as well, you know, everything is temporary, isn't it? That's why there are seasons and cycles. Things change in our life. We don't really have control over external circumstances at all, but we do have control of how we view them and how we see them and how we think about them. So just always remember that because I think that's incredibly empowering. Even if everything feels out of control, you're actually in control of yourself. So, so yeah, a few things that I wanted to say then to kind of um, be like part three of this, I guess, is just a few ideas of how you can connect to your body and, you know, the more the more we connect to it, then the more we can relate to it and more we can bring kindness and compassion in. So I wanted to give you a few of those and I will link that episode below, which will have some uh, more ideas as well. So... Firstly, if we're wanting to look at the natural side of it and the seasons, um, but actually just nature in general, some of the ways that I really, really love to work with my body to connect with nature are going barefoot. So you can do this anywhere, really, can't you? But actually this morning was the first time I've done it. I'd never thought of this before, but I decided to go barefoot in the woods near my house and just never thought of it. I kept thinking like, oh, I just can't wait to live somewhere out in the country and just have a woods at my back door. or have a big garden. And I thought, well, actually, yeah, that's that's kind of right there right now. So, oh, excuse me, little burp, natural body thing. <laughs> Embrace it. But um, yeah, so I was walking barefoot and it was just amazing because when you're walking barefoot, you can't help but be mindful um, because you are having to be aware of where you place your feet. So be careful if you do do this, guys, particularly like, uh, yeah, on rough ground or out in public. But it was amazing. I felt like a child as well. I just felt like I was brought back to my youth. I felt very present and I felt like I was connecting to nature, you know, in the way that we all should do really, because we are nature, aren't we? So it was beautiful. I recommend definitely doing that. You could really focus on water on your body, which could be swimming. You know, I do quite a lot of wild swimming, but it can just be having a shower or a bath and just really feeling the water on you. You know, how does that feel? Um, and also being really grateful for your body when you are experiencing that. So whether that's the wild swimming or the bath or the shower, whatever it is, how nice is that feeling? And what a beautiful experience, eh? So you could also be sunbathing, you know, can you just notice when the sun comes through on your skin, how that feels, particularly maybe if you're walking somewhere and it's kind of like sunny shade, sunny shade, noticing the change in temperature, the change of um, the light on your skin, the heat on your skin. Um, and then because I thought I might as well round all of the elements off, <laughs> uh, getting outside, particularly on a windy day, I think is a really cool way of again feeling like that is your body that is allowing you to experience the feel of, you know, your hair blowing in the wind. Um, I used to really hate that, by the way. I used to hate the wind and the rain. Well, not the rain. I, I like the rain, but I hate the wind and the rain combination because when I wore makeup and, and it would mess up my, you know, my makeup, it mess up my hair. And so isn't that funny how that disconnects you from nature? It brings you very much insular when actually when you really think about it and the wind's blowing through your hair, you're actually having a really deep connection with the air, aren't you? Oh, that's pretty special. So, so yeah, feel into that interaction and the beauty of how your body is allowing you to do that. 
and what is it saying like how does your body feel within them different kind of um, elements or experiences um ways in which you can connect to your own body to yourself one of my favorite ways of doing so is to take a body scan so you know you can do recorded meditations on this or yourself and just kind of go through your body and focus on the area that comes up within the scan so you could start with your toes all the way up to the top of your head or the other way around um, a lot of people work up the spine as well kind of work up the chakras so it's a way of you kind of getting physically connected to your body and being curious with what's there I think a really beautiful thing I've probably talked about this in every episode because it's the most powerful thing really but it's it's checking in with yourself as much as you can but like how can you check in with your body and how it's feeling and what it is telling you about a situation so maybe you can um, feel into your body when you've a thought has come up uh, that could feel positive or negative how does that feel in your body maybe it is somebody that you've seen or just spent some time with how do you feel before it or after it but like actually feeling into the physical sensation rather rather than the feeling which you can dive into afterwards as well definitely because like I said our bodies are often telling us something but also being able to just take that time to connect to that physical sensation in itself really helps you become embodied because you're literally in your body focusing on that um because obviously this journey is really about creating or developing or returning to that that self-kindness and that self-compassion and and you know self-love self-acceptance we can really, you know, look at things such as anything to do with somatics, really. So this could be a really, really beautiful one is having your hand on your heart and listening to or feeling into your heartbeat. Listen to it as well when you feel it kind of in your ears. Um, you could give yourself a massage, you know, whatever that feels like for you. Um, there are many ways in which we can really, it's about becoming aware of our bodies and the more we become more aware of the Mara in our bodies, then the more we're interacting with them and connecting to them, which is going to lead to a more gentle befriending of our bodies. And, you know, really, as you can imagine, well, as you can take from all of these practices I'm suggesting, but it's essentially about mindfulness. So in general, how can you focus on the memories and the presence that your body is giving you? So, for example, you know, if you have a hug from somebody or some other kind of like physical interaction with somebody, can you be really present with all them sensations that are coming up, you know, and the actual beauty of having that connection with somebody? That's really, really beautiful, isn't it? So that's, you know, a way of doing it. But it's it's really about becoming mindful in our bodies, you know, as much as we can be. And that's not always easy in the beginning. But the more we connect to them, like I said, the more we build that kindness and um, that compassion. Now, there are a bunch of ways in which we can build more of that body acceptance and to break down from the body ideal. So I'll link that episode below. But a few of those, because there are some that I found really really helpful including all of the above that I just mentioned or below above above isn't it yeah <laughs> um or just previously past it's in the past already guys be present but yeah one thing that really I'm leaning into a lot at the moment is um really focusing on wearing clothes that make you feel comfortable 
because when we're uncomfortable in clothes, whether it's we're choosing for fashion or whatever, um, it can it just means that we're constantly thinking of like, oh, gosh, I've got to pull this top down or adjust it or whatever. And when we're not present, we're just kind of like we're overly body conscious, aren't we? That's something to be really aware of. Becoming aware of that this is the second sort of thing, aware of um, when we are getting stuck in body comparison or just in general body judgment. Like, and this is, this isn't easy to call yourself out on sometimes. And so this does take kindness because again, this is just, a, it's a conditioning. It's, it's a pattern that we may have um, got stuck into because it's something we've learned. But when are we judging or comparing our body to somebody else's or when are we judging or comparing someone else's body? It's a big one, but I think also that really helps you again dive into that connection to others, yourself, and to that kindness and compassion. And then a real third one to get started with is to begin to change what you're consuming. So if you're consuming, when I say consuming, I'm not talking about food here. I'm talking about the content that you're consuming. Um, so what's your social media looking like? What are you talking to people about? Or like, what are you hearing back? What are you consuming from others regarding body, regarding um, food, diets, whatever, but yeah, essentially all to do with anything that makes you feel crap, essentially just unfollow it. There are so many amazing people out there who are doing great things on social media to promote body acceptance, body love, body positivity, whichever one resonates more with you. There are amazing people. Um, you know, I follow quite a lot. Come and follow me on Instagram at Becca Rose Guy and I share things, but you can also look through people I follow and you'll see other people who are, you know, just incredible. And when we are looking more at those type of things and consuming more of that in our lives, then slowly we're beginning to change, you know, we're kind of, uh, it's reinforcing that, isn't it? So a lot of our lives have been reinforcing the the kind of the body image ideal or you know not being happy in our bodies but how can we begin to bring more of that in and being aware of the conversations that we're having and that we're sparking around our bodies so so yeah and this isn't to say that this whole journey is like oh yeah all of a sudden I just fully accept my body and I'm so happy in it because you know there is always going to be days when you maybe don't have great body image and you feel a bit bad or whatever I felt that this week I've been wild swimming a bit and looking through kind of photos and video shots and stuff, again, stuff that I share on social media as well. But I like to share and kind of become uncomfortable and share images that like selfies of myself in my costume or in my um, bikini that make me feel uncomfortable because those angles are the ones that we avoid all the time. But actually, that's our body you know, and the more we sit with it and the more I sit with it, the more I feel comfortable um, with it, the more I challenge that. But it isn't always easy. And, you know, when I first see some of the photos, I'm like, oh, gosh, I don't look like the way I want I did, you know, five years ago. And that's the other thing we have to be aware of. How often do we say that? I wish I looked like how I looked when I was 20, you know, you're not 20. Your body isn't a 20 year old body unless you're 20 and you're listening to this. But, you know, your body is where it's at right now. And it's had all the experiences since then. What does it learn? What is it telling you? Come back to it. Yeah, that's where I'm going to end. That's where I'm going to end. Um, yeah. Hope you've enjoyed this, everybody. Um, as always, do reach out if you, you know, have any questions or want to talk about this some more. 
Um, and yeah, come and follow me on Instagram if you'd like to see some more kind of stuff on this because that's what I'm feeling like talking about and sharing about at the moment, I guess. So yeah, just all go and enjoy that beautiful instrument, that beautiful vessel that is your body. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. I would love to know what you think of the episode and you can reach out to me in the show notes below. The options are there. And if you feel called to rate or review or share this episode, I would be incredibly grateful. Thank you very much, everyone.